Hey family, this is Joshua Jones. My wife, Lindsay, and I have the honor of being the lead followers of Way Family Church right here in Edmond, Oklahoma. Thank you for taking a minute to tune in. We pray the message gives you a different perspective about Jesus, His gospel, and what living life in His kingdom is all about. Take notes, listen intently, and be blessed. Acts chapter 2. I'm just going to kind of pick up where we went all, uh, got done really last week, if you will. Acts chapter 2. See how far we get. Acts chapter 2. Um, we're just kind of working our way slowly through the book of Acts. And we may venture off that trail occasionally, but right now I just feel like the Holy Spirit says go through the book of Acts. Sometimes you find out more of who you are um, when you look back where you came from. And for me, looking at the book of Acts is really looking at the genesis of the church, like where the church of Jesus Christ was, was birthed and what were they like and, and what did they do and, and what made them different. Uh, really quick, anybody remember what we talked about last week? What were we talking about last week? Re- repentance. Does repentance mean saying, God, I'm sorry for my sins? All right, we, we preach that really big here in the West. But remember, I had, a, I had a whiteboard up. It was the word metanoia. It means to change how you think. That's even in, in the concordance. The first definition out of the two was change how you think. And the second one was abhorrence for wrong, evil, or sin. So I grew up where the first thing they tried to make you do was feel bad for what you did because they thought if you feel bad for what you did, then you'll change. There's a lot of witnesses in the room that that don't work. We got 200 years in our country or more of gospel preaching or what we call gospel. That does not work. And I am absolutely 100% fine, Matthew, to stand up and say that does not work. Doesn't matter if our parents did it, if our grandparents did it. The the truth is, it doesn't work. God met us there. But that does not work. Paul said, we quoted from, from Corinthians, there is a sorrow that comes from the world, but that doesn't lead to repentance. But there is one that comes from heaven that can lead you to repentance. So repentance really is, everybody say metanoia. Say changing how I think. So God doesn't want you to come, watch this, and confess your sins. (laughs) Confess means to say the same thing. God don't want you to say, yeah, I lied and I lied. You saying what you did doesn't really change you on the inside. Confessing means to say the same thing. When you say, when you confess how God sees you, his thoughts over you, watch this, that's when actual transformation happens. You better be confessing the right thing, else you end up empowering the wrong thing. Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Man, I got a long way to go in a real short amount of time. I'm so glad. I, well, I, used to, I used to perform really well. I would blow your mind, man. Now I'm going to just share truth with you and let the gospel do it. Listen to this. And Peter said to them, repent, metanoia, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Next verse. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are, watch this, uh, far off, everyone whom the Lord our God shall call. Next verse. And when many of the words Peter testified, he's preaching now, and exhorted them saying, I love this, save yourselves from this what? Crooked 
generation. Next verse. And then those who gladly received, I absolutely love this. Those who gladly received his word, they were baptized. And that same day, 3,000, the Lord added 3,000 people to them. Verse 42, I really want to read this to you. And they devoted themselves. Somebody say devoted. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, and to the breaking of bread and of prayers. Next verse, fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Watch this. Awe came upon every person, and signs and wonders began to be done. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. Next verse. And they were selling their possessions and their belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as everybody had need. Next verse, these next two verses are quite beautiful. And day by day, they attended the temple together, breaking bread. There's that breaking bread thing again, but where were they breaking bread at? Mm -hmm. In their homes. And they received, man, you want to look up some words in the Greek, this is crazy. They received their food with gladness. And with generous hearts, those two words are beautiful, praising God and having favor with all people, watch this, and the Lord added to their number day by day those who were saying the sinner's prayer. Sorry. It's not nowhere in the Bible, not, not as it really in church history. No, he added to their number day by day those who were being sozoed. The early church was born in a room like this, probably about this size, but it very quickly hit the streets. You and I did not say a prayer to do weekly gatherings. Our faith is not meant to be distributed on a Sunday. You have a Saturday faith, Sunday faith, Monday faith, Tuesday faith, Wednesday faith, Thursday faith, Friday faith. We just heard your faith, it will work in a church building, yes, but it doesn't require faith to do what we do here. I could say, well, you come pray for Kristen right now. You say, yeah, Pastor, I'll, I'll do that. But if I ask you to pray for a lady who passed out in Brahms, why would you struggle? Because religion in the West has made it comfortable to do things for God in a religious setting. Because we believe that we have religious settings. But the whole world is the Lord's, not this building. You don't need a platform to perform better. You need to breathe. Some people say, I'll, I'll go to your church if you give me a platform. I'm like, brother, my whole life is a platform. Everywhere we walk is our platform, if you want to use that terminology. So we did not repent just to come and have religious gatherings, nor do we gather in this church just to try to go get more people to add to our already Christian gathering. That's not the point of our gathering. I love, I get to hang out with Ben now a couple of days a week because I take my kids to his workout classes on Monday and Wednesday. And he was just sharing a brief story where, you know, he got to share really just the truth of Jesus and the love of Jesus with a lady in the gym. And to my knowledge, he didn't say, man, you really got to come meet a church because we got a fiery pastor and an awesome worship leader and a great kids program. All of those, no, nothing is wrong with having none of that. But I'm telling you, your faith is best lived out, watch this, outside of church. In the, in the Bible, Jesus did two miracles in a synagogue. 
All those miracles you read that Jesus did, only two happened in a synagogue. Where did the rest happen? In his everyday life, in villages, getting off of boats, coming off of mountaintops, just walking. He went from town to town causing righteous riots everywhere that he went. And I promise you, when Jesus went to a place and he left, the people had, watch it, Aaron, they had a metanoia. He changed how they thought about God when he left. In Jesus' day, why, is, why was metanoia so big? This is Peter preaching, by the way, in verse 38. Who is he telling to repent? There's a lot of people there. Most of them believed, obviously, in the Jewish God by name of Yahweh. Jesus called him Papa. Remember, Jesus only called God, God, really twice. And he said it when he was hanging on the cross. And really, he didn't say it because that's how he viewed God. He was quoting from the Messianic Psalm, Psalms 22, as a human being. Because all humanity had felt forsaken by God in that moment. And as a human, Jesus was saying, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But don't get it twisted. The Father never forsook the Son. God can't turn his back on himself. See the crazy stuff we've taught church? God turned his back on his son so all the sin of the world can please. God never turned his back on his son. Jesus would leave a place and people that were up under the law, up under the old covenant as it were, thought about God a certain kind of way because of how they viewed him. Watch this, through the lens of scripture. But when Jesus would leave a place, after allowing, watch this, prostitutes to come close, after eating in the home of tax collectors after hanging out with the lowest of the low in his day i promise you when he left people had a metanoia they thought differently there was repenting that took place watch this peter stands up and says repent let every one of you be baptized in the name of jesus christ for the remission of your sins and you'll receive the gifts of the holy spirit we preached three weeks on that need to go back and listen to the podcast to catch up For this promise is to you, to your children, and as many as are far off. By the way, if you want to find yourself in the Bible, there's a good place. We were the far off ones. How far off are we? 2,022 years later. Far off. With many other words, Peter stood up and he exhorted them, save yourself from this perverse generation. I'm thinking, Peter, you have no clue what you're talking about. he, He called them perverse. These were scripture quoting, scripture knowing, many of them which could memorize the first five books of the scripture. People. And he said, y'all perverse. If they perverse, I don't stand a chance. Y'all acting like y'all Jesus' third cousin. I said, if the Jews were perverse, crooked. Matt, how was it possible that they were crooked? Maybe once again, we, well, we hit all of it today. Maybe in their approach to God, they were crooked. He said, you're twisted in how you're approaching. Repent. Watch it now. Repent. You need a metanoia so that you can be sozoed from this crooked generation. You need a changing of how you think, how you approach the Lord so that you can be sozoed from the inside out. What's the word saving? Look it up. I wish I would have put it up on the board. It means to be saved, to be healed, to be preserved, to be made whole, to be kept safe from harm, to be made prosperous, to be literally. You won't find in there to be kept from hell. I mean, just it's, anyway, bothers me when I hear crazy stuff. He said, you want to be sozoed? 
you need a metanoia because your approach has been crooked. The whole generation's is, but Peter's standing up. You know why he could say that? Because his approach was crooked. You talk about a man that needed a metanoia. They, they, there is very few people in the Bible that is recorded as cussing, but Peter's one of them. He needed a metanoia. Right? He's famous for taking his sword and cutting off a man's ear. He needed a metanoia. My father-in-law used to say the reason that Peter cussed is because Jesus healed his mother-in-law, but I love that right there, boy. I'm like, man, that's good. Anyway, I just you can digest that ever how you want to do it, but everybody say repent. Remember this last week? Most of us, I, well, let me say myself, I repented of sins when I got caught. Because we had evangelistic terrorists that would come to our church. And they, boy, they would make you think, you're going to burn if you don't answer this call tonight. I answered altar calls out of fear. If I, if I thought I was going to get caught. Um, yes, shame. Guilt. All of those were really unique hooks that we would do to try to pull people to our, our altar calls. And they were really, really good at it. But I found out the prayer I prayed... The stuff I gave up at an altar, I was good if I could go a week without doing it again. Or not long at the church. Within the next 30 days, that same struggle that I know I left in the hands of an eternal loving God, for some reason found itself right back at my house or in my car or in my phone or in my mind or the stuff I repented of because I talked to my wife a certain kind of way, came again, came out again in my attitude or my speech. Because feeling sorry does not equate repentance. So the last thing we talked about last week was Romans 2.4. How does repentance happen? Save yourself from this crooked generation so that you can be sozoed. Paul wrote Romans 2.4. He said, it is the kindness of God. That leads to repentance. Do you hear that? It's not you being afraid of God that leads to repentance. If Bill was on stage and, 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 and Bill was supposed to be the person I'm going to, but I am afraid of Bill. I think Bill's going to burn me up and beat me or whatever, bash me, make me shameful, condemn me. I'm not going to run to Bill. Most people have viewed God that way. But yet we want people to come to God. We need a metanoia. And how we view him. So Paul says, it is the kindness of God that leads men to what? Repentance. The word kindness is the Greek word Christos. It's used seven times in the New Testament. Watch this. Two times it's the word kind. One time it's the word easy. One time it's the word better. One time it's the word goodness. One time it is the word good. And the seventh time it is the word gracious. He said it is the kindness of God. It is the easy of God. It is the better of God. It is the goodness of God. It is the good of God. And it is the graciousness of God that really calls you to have a metanoia. It is not you being shamed or made to feel wrong about something you did, even though those are natural feelings that happen when you do wrong. But trying to make people feel bad about what they did does not lead to long-term transformation. This goes against how I think. I'm telling you, I struggle with this revelation. How is me seeing God good, how does that really bring about a metanoia? And the main reason for me, guys, is this. I found out that the other stuff just doesn't work. 
So call me heretical, if you will. But it is only goodness that brings lasting transformation. Israel had law and broken shades that they viewed God through for a couple thousand years and they could not get it. Yet the kindness of God comes embodied by a Jewish carpenter. The Nazarene. Who did not say, say this prayer and you'll be saved. Rather, he said things like this. Your sins have been forgiven you. Hold on now. I didn't hear you say prayer. Because he didn't say, if you say this prayer, then salvation happens. Because here's the reality. Salvation has already happened. Jesus has already saved the world. Everybody on the planet, past, present, and future, are already forgiven scripturally. For all eternity. We've already been reconciled to the Father. Love your post this morning, Matt. The truth is, we don't know we've been forgiven. We don't know we've been reconciled. That's why Jesus said, freely you have received. Now, freely go give it away. Who did Jesus walk up to and say, if you do this, then I'll give you this? Nobody. What was he trying to do? Show them this is how the Father views you. And Jesus would lead people and they were just overcome with metanoia. Like what? And the only people to get upset with Jesus when he would give people the forgiveness and the kindness of God were always who? The who crowd? The religious crowd. Because I got a scripture. I can, I can that, ain't, that can't be right. No, you let your scriptures be submitted to the man Jesus. Quit trying to put on the scriptures and then view Jesus. You better wear Jesus and let him teach you how to view the scriptures. Do you know what 2 Peter 3 says? I believe it's 3. He said, God is not slack concerning his promises, not as men count slackness. And he is not willing that any should perish, that any should perish. Watch this. But that all should come to metanoia. How many, Matt? All. How is God going to bring, come on, Taylor, how is God going to bring everybody on the globe to metanoia? You know what his answer is? I'm good. It can't be through broken sermons. That ain't going to work. If that was going to work, America would have been transformed. Ain't going to come through fancy worship, Peter. You know what it's going to come through? Fresh, raw encounters with the crestos of God, the goodness of God. That's how it works. Whatever it takes to get somebody in the kingdom of God, watch this, is what you got to keep offering them to keep them in the kingdom. And the reason I grew up with evangelistic terrorists, they kept scaring us because I got scared into the kingdom. They had to keep bringing them back. They keep scaring me to stay in the kingdom. And so if I, by way of fear, try to get you to serve, ain't that crazy? By fear, I try to make you serve me. Watch slavery there now. Saints that are slaves. Watch it. Listen. It is the goodness of God, the Christos of, of Abba, that leads men to repentance. Fear will never produce fidelity. Fear will never produce fidelity. 
Only a revelation when God is good does it work. Find out he's easy, he's better, he's gracious, and he's kind. That, my friend, will lead to a metanoia. Yeah, but ain't you going to tell them that they're wrong? Trust me, they know that. I don't mind telling people what you're doing is sinful, but don't camp out there. Jesus meets a, a, a prostitute in John 8. They bring her to Jesus. You know, so they get ready to stone her. Can't stone her because they, they were going to stone her with the, scriptures, with the scriptures justifying it. But they always say they made the mistake of bringing her to the real word of God, which is not a book. It's a man. And they leave. Jesus says, woman, where are you those that accused you? She said, I have none, Lord. And he says this, neither do I condemn you. Then he says, go and sin no more. Watch this. In the progression of scripture. I grew up with, they would have said, if you stop sinning, if you sin no more, then you won't be condemned. The truth is we're all condemned if I'm only condemnation free when I quit sinning. But that's not what he said. Listen to what he said. He said, first, I want you to know something. I don't condemn you. She was stark naked with the smell of sex still on her body. And he said, I don't what? And then you know what he says? Now go, because when you get the revelation that he doesn't condemn you, he said, then the power to live sin free hits your life. Did you, did, you hear what, did you hear what I just said? When you and I recognize we are not condemned by him because we were condemned by ourselves. In their day, it was the religious preachers of the, the Pharisees said, you're condemned because you did this. You're condemned because you did this. You're condemned because you did this. And then here comes Jesus Christ. John 3 and 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him would never perish, but they would have everlasting life. Keep on reading. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but he sent him that through the son, the whole world might be saved. God did not send his son into the world to what? But he sent him so that the world might be for the father has committed all judgment to the son said Jesus and then Jesus says but the son judges no one this is the Christos of God and this is the gospel you want to see people quit sinning let them have an encounter with the goodness of God and even if you're like me and you still trip up and you still sin you know what I'm reminded of the Christos of God and he picks me up and he says come on son let's go Let's go. Repent. And save yourself from this crooked generation in your why were they crooked? Man, their whole approach was crooked. He said, if you repent though, you'll recognize this is where this is where soteria happens. This is where you really get sozo. Change how you think. Change how you think. How do I get them to quit from lying? Are they liars? Yeah. Call them. They did it. I did it. I did what they said I did, but that's not who I am. I did the deed, but that's not who I am. I was a son, but I didn't know I was a son because you labeled me with my wrongs. So I thought I was an alcoholic or an adulterer or a divorcee or whatever. We're all an ex-something. But before I was an ex-anything, I was always a son. There are two kind of people on the planet right now.
those who know their sons and those who don't know their sons. And what we have to do is tell the world, be ye reconciled to God because he loves you. Come on, stand to your feet with me. Best 23 minutes I got to give you right there. Thank you, Jesus. Isn't God good? I want you to look around this room right now. Come on, just stand. Look around the room. Look around the room. Yeah, the, look at the people in the room today. Y'all crazy enough to come and try a church that actually believes the gospel? What? Man. I want to say this. If you're in this room today and you don't have a living relationship with a living Christ, he's already given his life for you. He's already proven that you have value. You know what, you know what proof, proof of your value is? You don't, need a, you don't need a miracle. Proof of your value is a cross. The cross was not proof that I was a sinner. I was proof of that. The cross was proof that I had value. You can only determine the value of something by the price somebody's willing to pay for it. And God says to me, you are worth the blood of my son. This is the gospel. And the gospel always have, watch it, a redemptive lift. It lifts people. It lifts people. If you don't have a life-giving relationship with Jesus, so maybe, you, maybe you're like me. Maybe you, you did have a crooked approach because you thought you wanted to go to God, but you thought he was going to get you. So why would I go to a person if he's trying to get me and your approach is crooked? If that's you, I would love to pray for you. For any reason that you feel like you can't really come to God and live an open, vulnerable, transparent life with him and in community with others, man, I really want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. If that's you, would you just repeat this word for me? This really isn't for me. This really for you. But I want to lead you in the steps of having a metanoia. Come on, Way Church family. Let's pray this out together. Say, Father God. Now listen, what you just said. You just called him Father. Say, Father God, today I recognize that you really are goodness, that you really are love, and that sin was not meant for me. Today, I want a metanoia. I want to change how I think about you and about me. Empower me with your grace to be the person you desire me to be. <laughs> I turn from darkness to light, from death to life. I can't do this on my own, but with you, all things are possible. I love you today, and may this day be the first day in the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Come on, if you're grateful for the gospel, won't you just put your hands together? Thank you for taking a moment to listen in to what Jesus is doing right here at Way Family Church in Edmond, Oklahoma. If you want to be a part of helping us to continue to share the gospel and get it out to as many people as we can, you can do that via Cash App at dollar sign Way Family Church or you can visit our website at wayfamilychurch.com and click on the giving tab. For more information about Way Family Church, you can connect with us on all social media platforms or simply go to Way Family Church. 
www.thepurposeofgodchurch.com. Be blessed.